Hello? Chris, it's Scott. Oh, hey man, how's it going? <laughs> totally excellent, dude. Oh, um, okay, cool. Well, what's up? <laughs> Not much, compadre. Just chilling out here at Mikasa. All right. Hey, uh, are you okay? You seem different. Oh, yeah, man, I'm totally tubular. I've just been listening to this bitchin' new podcast and scarfing down some zaz, you know? Right. Bitchin'. Totally. It's called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute, and it's a completely gnarly new show that breaks down, analyzes, and discusses the 1990 live-action Turtles movie one shell kicking minute at a time! Wait, one minute at a time? Like, a whole episode dedicated to just, like, one minute of the movie? Oh. Hey, Scott, hold on a second. Dude, I have got a boss new podcast to show you. Oh my god, it's like totally rad. You're gonna freak. Hey, Adam, Rachel, uh, come in, I guess. Is that Scott? Put him on speaker. Yeah, he was just telling me about Teenage Mutant Ninja, Ninja Turtles, Turtles Minute. Minute. Excellent. Excellent. Rad. Dude, dudette, how totally mondo is that show? Totally, man. I like scope so many fresh new knowledge nuggets. I feel like my brain is going to explode. Yeah, and it comes out every day of the week, so I can just max and relax and score some serious turtle time. Chris, you have to motor over to DuelingGenre.com or wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute right now. Yeah, okay, I, I just... Am I going to start talking like that? Yo, Connor, don't be a spaz. Yeah, be wicked. Bodacious. Righteous. Fresh. So, bro, what's it going to be? You going to check out Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute or what? Well, I guess there's only one thing to say. Cowabunga! Yeah! yeah! Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute, available July 31st on DuelingGenre.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Jay and Silent Bob Minute, where we are covering the movie Chasing Amy, one minute at a time. Today we are covering Minute 2, which is quite possibly the greatest blunt man and chronic minute ever. I'm Jeff Ferry. And I'm Chris Derkach. And I'm Adam Sheehan from TMNT Minute. And welcome back, Adam. You were at the end of uh, Mallrats, and we brought you back uh, right at the beginning of Chasing Amy. Yeah, I I did some pretty problematic minutes with you guys on Mallrats, and you brought me back for some of the rare non-problematic moments of this movie. (laughs) Yes, I I thought after we subjected you to multiple sexual assaults in Mall Rats, <laughs> we should uh, give you your pick of minutes for this this year. <laughs> and, and there so wasn't many to on, pick from. I, this is yeah. such a weird time to have a guest on a show, but here I am. <laughs> yeah, it's... I, I looked at... We were looking at a... You know, get ready to do all the stuff for this year, and I'm like, "Hey, who had those minutes at the end of last year?" And I'm looking at like the uh, synopsis of them. I'm like, "Oh my god, <laughs> why did we do this movie?" <laughs> well, we're literally two we, minutes in, and we got a guest already. Yeah. Well, when you guys announced it, I immediately threw my name in the hat, and I was like, "Anything with Mike Allred? I know he has a cameo somewhere in there." And then you messaged me back with. That's in the second mo- minute of the movie. And I was like, all right, well, that's probably not going to happen. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, listeners out there may find it hard to believe. Didn't have a lot of guests rolling all over themselves to get the uh, 
the love story in the middle of this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, you know. I mean, there's a few of them. There's a few people that are like, give me anything. I want the worst minutes. <laughs> so there's a couple of those guys. <laughs> or maybe you got some guests coming up who just have a lot to say about this movie. So, like, <laughs> strap it. Yeah, well, we may have a couple of those, too, because uh, we may have some people who need to drop some agendas. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I feel like Chris and me may not be those guys, but uh, I feel like there's some people that got a lot to say. Yeah, the views I mean, of our guests yeah. are not the views of the James Highland Bob Minute. Just so hey, you know. I, I'm an ally, you know, whatever, <laughs> but I, like, I don't have I, too much to say about this movie myself. Yeah, but as I say in all things, just, I mean, the thing you always got to remember is, it was 1997, <laughs> and Kevin, for all his faults, was probably trying to come from the right place. It's just, ah, it's Kevin. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like we're talking about 1930s cartoons. It's like, it was a product of its time. Uh, but it, it definitely is. It's yeah. As much as it's only, you know, what, 20 some odd years ago, a lot happened in those 20 years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Like, this 1997 is the same year I joined the Air Force, where I filled out a document that had very recently had a question that said, are you a homosexual? Wow. And you could still see it. It was crossed out. <laughs> they didn't even try to remove it. They just <laughs> No, they didn't, it even change, they didn't even change the document. They literally crossed it out. Because <laughs> uh, they just don't, don't, uh, they did don't ask, don't tell. That had just happened a couple years prior. So, you know, they're not going to print up all new forms <laughs> and just cross out the old ones. You should have answered the question anyway. <laughs> well, they wanted to make it very clear that they weren't asking. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we had this question, but we're not asking it anymore. Yeah, like we're not asking. Was there anything you'd like to tell us? Don't tell us. <laughs> never mind. Never mind. All right. All right. So, oh, where's my thing at? Uh, this minute begins with a poor punny periodical and ends with Mosier's credit. Uh, yeah. What do you guys think of the credit sequence for Chasing Amy? Starting right now with you know we start getting some newspapers and comic books and the and the whole like. I, I have to say, there's a ton of callbacks. Like, if you blink, you miss a callback. That's how many callbacks are in this opening sequence. Well, I like that I, there's full articles in yeah, this. Yeah, like, you could sit here and read it like a paper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I read, like, the first two sentences, and then I realized I didn't want to have a migraine from trying to read type that was that small. Yeah, it's not easy. And you can't really zoom because it's a little blurry because it's old, you know, on old film. Oh, you mean it's not like uh, Blade Runner? Right. Enhance. Enhance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Well, this oh, little blurb that... about idiosyncratic routine is pretty sharp. Yeah. All right. Well, here. We'll try to go through them from beginning to end. The first one is, local pair have drawing power. And that's about Holden and Banky with their indie comic book, 37. Yeah. 37. <laughs> yes. um, Callback number one. And, and then, of course, in, in a real money-saving thing, the picture on the front is literally a scene from the end of the movie. Yes, oh. it is. Of course. <laughs> because as we said in the first minute, $250,000. That also needs to be kept in mind when you're thinking of like um, all the stuff that goes w- right and or wrong in this movie. Yeah. $250,000 is how much they had to spend. Really? Yes. That's literally nothing. Yeah. That's film stock, basically. Yeah. That's I mean, like- he had nothing. Everybody's working for, if, if they're even getting scale... Probably not. What do you figure? Five seconds of Avengers, two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Oh, yeah, right? if you're lucky, <laughs> in, in just the audio alone. Right. Oh my god, that that could be like a couple of the guys' bar bill. Yeah, yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah. Two hundred fifty thousand. Can you imagine? Like, I, I would say not. It doesn't look expensive, but if you were like, this has a five million dollar budget, I'd be like, I see it. But this was back when film cost money. Just shooting cost money. Like yeah. you could listen to seconds tick away. The, the actual camera. film itself costs money. Yeah. Which is why yeah. I also think there's a lot of not that he's a single take kind of guy, but there's no 
nine takes of anything in this either. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it's I like, mean, you only have 200 and some thousand dollars. <laughs> like, listen, you're going to learn the script. We're going to shoot it once and then we're going to call it a day. <laughs> you know how much one of these reels of film costs? Yeah. Well, I <laughs> yeah. mean, like, I, I'm, I'm just thinking about it in my head. I, I produce a, a student film on 16 millimeter that was that cost about a thousand dollars in film stock alone and that was like a three minute movie wow <sighs> wow yeah so even if he's getting it from you know through miramax from somebody getting a quote-unquote deal it's yeah. not like he's getting it's still expensive film. there yeah. there was free film thrown on top of the budget there, there's no yeah. way well uh, we did discuss it in the first minute he was offered what, what was it do you remember what the original price was chris it might have been five million now, it was only yesterday, and it were Monday, and I still can't remember. Right. Well, that was after Mallrats bombed, right? Then well, no. Like- and they told him they still. It was two and a half for five million. Were what the the Weinstein's were going to give him, and they basically said, "But you have to have stars as oh, you're right, right. in it." And he said, "Well, I don't want stars. I want Affleck and Joey Lauren Adams." And and they were like, "Well, then we're not going to give you any money. We're going <laughs> to give you two hundred fifty thousand dollars." Ben Affleck. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't want a star. I want Ben Affleck. Yeah. <laughs> And they were like, oh, who's that? That guy's never going to grow up to be anything. He's not going to be Batman. <laughs> He's never going to grow up to be the, th- nah, would we say the third best cinematic Batman? <laughs> it, it's it's looking like only one time Batman, too. So That's not risky. He was in two of them, at least. Oh, yeah, Three, because well, I mean, he was in Suicide Squad, too. Was he in Suicide? Yeah, he was for like 30 seconds. Yeah. All right, so we'll go on to idiosyncratic routine, <laughs> which is about Alyssa Jones, one of the Jones sisters, who are... I mean, honestly, I could watch a spinoff about the Jones sisters, I think. Yeah. Because <laughs> they got a lot going on. They only – this is the biggest starring part they get, but just they're in the periphery a lot. And there's a lot of craziness going on there. I would like to know more about them. Uh, did you happen to notice the name of her uh, comic book label? It was Buried in the Rug. Oh, yeah, oh, Buried man. in the Rug label. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, if you're going to have a motif, you might as well pound it into the ground. And there's a real deal New York City phone number. Listed. I still want to call this number. Like, I just picked my phone up to call this number. But call it right now, Chris, and see what happens. <laughs> yeah, put it on speaker. Put it on speaker and call All right, it. Let's see. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Where is my keypad? All right, so 212. I don't want to say it out loud. Oh, because there's no way anybody could get this information. <laughs> Find it yourself. 2868. Okay. 2868. Oh, this, is, this makes for great podcasting. Oh, and speakerphone. Let's see. If somebody answered, I'm just going to hang up. Uh, you got to ask for Buried in the Rug. Oh. The number you have reached. The number you have reached is not in the recording. Ah, boo. I wonder if it's because of this movie that that number is not inserted. I wonder if it's just, I wonder if it's a known dead number. Just it says call like it, us. you won't regret it, and I regret it. <laughs> we regret calling it. You have lied to me, article about idiosyncratic routine. <laughs> Well, here's a question. Uh, we don't get much about idiosyncratic routine except for the cover. Yeah. So, I mean, do you think it's – is it just a – what do you think the book's about? I mean, we get this little synopsis. It's just kind of, It looks like just see. kind of a slice of life. Yeah. One woman's life in the big city kind of – honestly, I mean, it sounds boring, I'm going to say. Yeah. I mean, well, as it's a letter, it's chick stuff. Yeah. <laughs> also, cover, do we know the uh, artist who did idiosyncratic routine? Because it looks familiar. <laughs> I know that I had a list of every artist that did this because obviously all read that a lot of it, but then there was other ones, and I have no idea where it is right now because I'm on my backup computer. It almost <laughs> looks like Jamie Hewlett, but anyway. Well, unless it's Mike Allred or Alex Robinson, I'm not sure who it is. Is it, it purposely? <laughs> is it purposely two girls holding hands with hearts? Well, yeah, and it's making it look like they're 
they're walking away from the two guys there like oh look we're uh, leaving yeah, these guys look behind that. look at that yep you're just now getting that yeah yeah <laughs> I, I literally just stopped on that one for the first time ever. chris you're aware there's lesbians in this movie right <laughs> what <laughs> Uh, the next article we get is the 37, 37 pair headed to what the heck are they headed contender. to the contender contender yeah I thought it was convention but and then we have a drawing of Walt the Eggman from Clerks say, I'm guessing that's Walt the Eggman that which is, is uh, another of our callbacks so and uh, there's a there's a typo in this in this article here oh is there yeah uh, it's this shit that should not be where is it oh is it Banky Edwards yeah it says Banny. It says Banny Edwards. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But considering this looks like a weird, like, one sheet that was printed, uh, I could see why that would be a problem. Right. Because when we finally get to see it, we see that it's Comic Shop News. So I don't know what the, the, uh, you know, distribution on Comic Shop News was. You notice in the bottom right-hand corner of that, it has Comicology, which was the comic book store they went to in Red Bank. Oh, yeah. Comic Shop News is an actual publication. Is it? Yeah. It's like like printed on newsprint. They usually keep it by the cash register at comic shops. Huh. I wonder if he got actual clearance for that, or was just like they're not going to care. Well, I mean, there's a there's a cover of Wizard in these opening credits too. Well, Wizard, I get like at least Wizard, I knew. Oh, look at that! Hooper X marks the spot. Says White Man's Country Club. (laughs) (laughs) All right, (laughs) not to bring it into the the world. Oh, by the way, the name of the the title is White Hating Coon. Yeah. If you if you're if you're offended by uh, ethnic slurs, this is gonna be a rough year for you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, (laughs) We're not gonna uh, candy coat this this year. I don't think. Like Jeff had to go through the word faggot the one the one year it was pretty bad. But uh, I think we're just gonna take it like it is at this point <laughs> well there's one word we may be skating around but like <laughs> i will tell you this you look at the cover of white hating coon and it has them they're in like they're driving over all these people i would say that man at the bottom with the long weird blonde hair and white teeth <laughs> resembles a certain person who might be the president of the united states right now <laughs> yeah, it kind of does <laughs> checks phone what? to see who's the president <laughs> <laughs> Of the United States. <laughs> My daughter always says he looks like the annoying orange. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and it very well could have been him. Kevin was from Jersey. He, I mean, Trump was a, was already a big name here. Oh, yeah. Okay. Infamous might be the word you were looking for. If he wasn't anywhere else, he was he was here. Yeah. We certainly, yeah, in New York and he, uh, Atlantic City, he was certainly known. Yes. Um, Chris, do you want to talk about the, I guess that's music that's running in the background? <laughs> The music that's running in the background is... Uh, we went through it on the first episode. It's it's Dave Perner still, right? Yeah, it's from, still the... Uh, yeah. That. <laughs> okay, I had to unmute it to say... Yeah, it's Dave Perner from Soul Asylum. Apparently he's the... I can't remember what they, they title him as. Oh, the executive... What is it? It just says music by Dave Perner, which is the yeah. lead singer of Soul Asylum. And I gotta be honest, I'm not sure if I love it or hate it. You know, I like his voice because I like Soul Asylum, but I don't know if I like it. It gets a little a little too much. But it might just go on for too long. That yeah, might be my yeah. issue. Yeah, yeah, it's not bad. It's just, you know, there's not anything on top of it. You know, it'd, right. be, it'd be cool if it was in the background of a scene or something. Maybe some lyrics. You know, yeah. he's kind of just humming. Well, it's such low energy after um, that squirt gun song from Mallrath. Right. Yeah, and it's like, I like both things. I both like the song and I like the opening credits. But I'm not sure that I like them together. Like maybe there's. It's not know. a great fit. It's really it's yeah. too slow and too I don't know melodic. I guess. Yeah. Uh, then we get to the comics buyers guides where we get to see Blunt Man and Chronic, which of <laughs> course does not resemble any other perhaps Kate Crusaders we've seen before. And I mean, we've basically seen Silent Bob in this exact same getup in Mallrats. <laughs> Did you read the the bubble 
on that one. Which one? Because like two sets of panels come up before this. The first one that comes up, it says, if I know Darius, he's probably headed towards Miller Beach. We can head him off on South Peak Street. <laughs> <laughs> like Darius is going to the beach to take advantage of women. <laughs> of course he is. <laughs> yeah, where else would Darius be going? <laughs> also on this same screen, we get the, uh, we get the Mike Allred um, yes. credit. Who is really the reason I would watch this movie. <laughs> I'm a huge Mike Allred fan. Uh, I, I don't know. I might, I might watch this movie just for Dwight Yule. <laughs> just just, just go cut to his scenes. I mean, he is he's in this movie quite a bit, and he's still criminally underused. Now, the Mike Allred credit says Blunt Man and Chronic and, Chronic and Chasing Amy artwork. Now, is it all the artwork? No, he, the actual Chasing Amy comic. Okay. Yeah, the Chasing comic Amy at the comic. end. Okay. He doesn't know. He hasn't seen the end. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm watching this minute by minute. <laughs> I remember he, he, certain things, but I, I am having a hard time remembering this movie, and I didn't watch it before we started recordings. <laughs> Did he draw the, uh, the, the crossroads joke with the, the bunny, the Easter bunny? The I believe that's him, yeah, where he does the Easter bunny, the lesbians, and then Santa Claus. Yeah. That's him, too, I think. I mean, I do know well, when we get to that, they, they make fun of uh, both of them, how they draw, because apparently they're both terrible artists. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, they don't even do the motions correctly or anything. It's one of those, like, if you know what you're looking for, it looks real bad. Like, you've ever seen a movie where somebody, like, handles a gun or something, and you're like, oh, my God, that person has never touched a gun a before the prop guy put it in their hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why are you holding it that way? Or to bring it down to the podcast, have you ever seen somebody type in a movie? Yeah, or uh, and you're vid- like, video game controllers, too. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! You're not well, they're controlling just, anything. They're <laughs> just button mashing, and you're like, "What the hell are you doing?" <laughs> All right, then we get a couple more. Yeah. Are we saving the Mike Allred stuff for when he does his cameo? Spoiler? Oh, of course. Okay. Yeah. Well, I've got a lot to say about uh, pretty much. Yeah, we we that's a tomorrow conversation. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because it's just like ten more seconds of panels going by. We get a where does he get those wonderful toys? And obviously, uh, shout out to the the Bat Minute. I felt like we were skipping him and then uh, realized that he's coming back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's only so much you want to talk about. In the, I mean, you can talk about all the people in the credits, but um, anybody that's in production, nobody cares about. And anybody that's an actor, we're going to see. Well, the next one is the costume designer, Christopher Del Coro. Apparently, he did Blue's Clues. I noticed that in his IMDb, but that was about That's the one you looked at? <laughs> he did Blue's Clues? It popped up. <laughs> I don't know. What else? Is, he doesn't really have anything else, right? <laughs> Giving it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's not really a whole lot of uh, costume design in this movie. I feel like the actors just kind of showed up in what they were wearing. Yeah. I, I don't know that that was like a choice as much as like, we have no money. Yeah, we have <laughs> zero show dollars. Show up with your clothes. Hey, make sure you wear that next week when you show up too. <laughs> like uh, my daughter's done a couple things. And if it's low budget enough, they'll write to you and be like, hey, uh, send us a picture of a couple outfits you might wear. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Get out of here. That's funny. Um, I know for she was just recently on something where like some of the adults like they people brought their cars really yeah and they're like your car is like in the shot <laughs> your car's a star but we don't need you just leave you get paid like a I think they get paid a little bit more to having their car on set but like now the production has to pay for all those cars yeah <laughs> wow. I've been on jobs like that where yeah it's like, <laughs> oh uh, we're gonna use your car it's like my car <laughs> <laughs> park your car right here I saw him one time in a shoot doing they parked a bunch of cars and then they're like no move those cars bring those cars in move these cars i'm like 
you got to be wondering, like, did my car get moved because it's too nice or too crappy? <laughs> is my car a piece of shit? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, no, this is supposed to be a crack house. Get your car over here. <laughs> my car has a skull and crossbones on the front hood, so they probably tell me, move it back. Get it out of here. Are, uh, oh, you're like, what are you, the car from Monster Squad? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I found, I found uh, what is this, skull and crossbones, thing? and it had a 3M sticker on the back of it, and I just stuck it on the hood of my car. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Little known fact, Chris drives a hearse around. <laughs> I, actually, I was at work the other day, and I was following a hearse, and he had a casket in the back, and I looked up, and on his mirror hanging was like 50 of those trees. Oh. So, <laughs> <laughs> it, it made me a little nervous. It, it, does the guy stink that he's driving around? Um. Did that guy's a somebody? serial killer, yes, Chris. that's what I was thinking. Maybe he's a serial killer. I, there was a ton of the trees hanging from his mirror. Well, I mean, that's not a bad uh, a bad front for a serial killer. Right, right. What, did they pull him over? Yeah, I got a dead body in here. What the hell are you talking about? I'm so it was hurt. like, a, do you remember, did you ever see Seven? Yeah. It was like the room in Seven where they go and there's like a thousand of them hanging up. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, used to, I used to hang out with this guy who drove a hearse and he had a bunch of friends who drove hearses. And they he had another friend and they both had coffins like just empty coffins really? in their hearses and the one time they were out just cruising around like side by side and they stopped at a red light and they both got out ran to the back of their respective hearses opened them up and then switched caskets <laughs> whoops <laughs> everyone's like awesome. what is happening right now i mean if i had a hearse wouldn't you have to drive around and have one of your friends in the back yeah and go to like a stoplight and have your friend pop out and run out <laughs> <laughs> wear like a crappy suit yeah to stay on topic, around my neighborhood, they do Halloween real big, and the one street has thousands of people on it. There's always a hearse there. He has replaced the two side windows with video screens and plays Rob Zombie videos throughout the whole night on the <laughs> oh, side of the hearse. It's pretty awesome, actually. <laughs> so that's not where you live, you said? Yeah, yeah. That's um, not scary enough out there? It, it, well, that street, Jeff, I'm telling you, that street's insane. You can't even walk. <laughs> there's a vendor, there's like a, a lunch truck out there selling food. That's how many people are out <laughs> oh my there. my God. Yeah. So when we were buying our house, uh, one of the things I kept asking about the neighborhoods is like, how's Halloween here? <laughs> like, Or I would look at a neighborhood and be like, all right, this this... I have a. I'm getting a good Halloween vibe here. This <laughs> I'm going to invite you to my neighborhood because it's insane. People say they run out of candy in like the first two hours, and they buy like uh, you know fifty, sixty dollars worth of candy. <laughs> nice. I don't, know, I don't know how we got into that, but it was good work by us. <laughs> we, yeah, that was. Uh, we found because there's talk about because the there's comic panels going by. That's why. <laughs> yeah, we got nothing to talk about in this one, yeah. except for the line producer Derek Singh. Yeah, <laughs> I actually and have that in my notes. Look up Derek Singh, but apparently I didn't do it. So well, way to go. <laughs> Uh, we get to the very last credit, which is produced by Scott Mosier, of course, and we get a little Snoochie Boochie's cockknockers. Yeah, um, this is this is the first time we've seen Jay's outfit. I mean, like I said, we've seen Simon Bob's basically before. It's just a slight riff on his Mallrats one, right? But if you really want to see what those look like, hang around for another couple movies. <laughs> <laughs> You'll yeah. get to see them in all their glory. <laughs> the the Blood Man and Chronic cover. Did you notice uh, Lafour's on the bottom there as a villain? Oh, of course. He's doing the bank hold up again. Yeah, it's such a great well, likeness. Yeah, it looks just like like I'm like, oh, that's Lafour's, no doubt. And you could easily make him a villain because like his hat is like his signature thing. That stupid hat. <laughs> <laughs> Why you gotta be hating on Sven Olthorsen? <laughs> <laughs> I, I uh, messaged him and tried to get him to come over from Mallrats. Apparently, you know, obviously he didn't answer me back. But. Have you ever actually heard him talk? No. He has a very, very thick, I think, Norwegian accent. Oh, really? That would have been <laughs> great. I wish he had <laughs> <a kid more. laughs> Because he's in Gladiator, too. He's the guy that he fights. Uh, the one, Those who are about to die salute you. He's that guy. 
Oh, really? He wears like the weird like yeah, face mask. Okay, I do. I do. Yeah. I do remember that. That's my deep Sven Ole Thorson knowledge. Yeah, I'm never. I'm never gonna get to use it again. So that was a good impersonation too. By the way, I'm gonna add that to your impersonation. You got a Sven. Well, I've already done two this episode. I also did Blue from Blue's Clues, <laughs> which wasn't bad either. <laughs> You know what? That's, you know what the worst part of that is? That's not the first time I've done it. <laughs> That's bad. God knows how Blue's Clues got brought up multiple times on this podcast. <laughs> I'm going to see how many times I can bring up Blue's Clues throughout this season. <laughs> All right. Enough of your nonsense. All right. Uh, Adam, why don't you tell the fine people where they can find you? Uh, you can find me. Uh, my Twitter handle is at PeteZapizza. Um, you can also find me at TMNT Minute all over social media. Chris? Do your thing. I was waiting for you to tell me. You can find us on DuelingGenre.com with TMNT Minute. You can find us on all your uh, Twitter, Facebook, all your social media. Pinterest. I don't know. <laughs> Good work. <laughs> you got anything else, Jeff? No. Now that's what I call a shared moment. That's where you're going with? I don't know. I haven't fallen in love with one yet. And there's no dialogue to even steal one from. Right. Not on this. You could have said, uh, thanks to Robert Ratface Holtzman. Robert Ratface Holtzman's in one of the movies. Is he really? Well, we yeah, he's in, a, we he's in Dogma. He grabs a hold of uh, Ben Affleck's shoulder, and then Ben Affleck breaks his neck. Oh. Really? They make fun of him all the time because he's from Philly, and he's got a... A South Philly accent. He's got the real one. Oh, he's got the real. Yeah. Like, you're going to go get the hoogies. Like, he's got it bad. <laughs> South Philly. Yeah, he's, yeah. I mean, he's a, he's a pure Eagles man. Yeah, Eagles. It's, Eagles. It's, it's, it's I-G-G-L-E-S. Yeah, Eagles. 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 Yeah. Why are we still recording this?